Wanna get nuts? Let's get nuts, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Minutes Show. My name is James, joined once again by Henry, and we are back. We're really back uh, because today we're going to talk about The Flash and we're revisiting our Batman series, which we concluded way back last year with The Batman. And since then, we've done a couple of other franchises, which we're still working through, but that's all on pause now because last night, The Flash premiered and you and I both saw it, didn't we, Henry? Yeah, I mean... I'm not entirely sure if this held up to my uh, expectation of saying this doesn't really look like a Flash film. This looks like a Batman film. They've been trying to market, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think I think for the most part, everyone knows there is more than one Batman involved in this. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, what we should preface straight away is that um, the first 15 or so minutes of this podcast will be spoiler-free. We're gonna basically talk about how we felt, our reactions, and then we're just going to go and dissect the film. It's how we usually record this show, but if you're a first-time listener, then don't worry. We, When spoilers are happening, we will call them out. But the first 10, 15 minutes, we will just assess kind of our general reactions to it. Now, for me, uh, I tried to go in with as open mind as possible. I tried to avoid... I didn't watch any trailers as usual. I didn't... You know, I kept myself as free of information as possible. And... Um, I must say, I quite enjoyed it. It was a very entertaining movie. It wasn't yeah. like, I don't know, I will watch it again, put it that way. It's not like a film like, oh, I hated it, I'm never going to watch it. I was actually like, you know, I didn't, I, didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have much expectation going into this. Yeah. But, you know, it gave me a lot of laughs. It, it was, had some very unexpected moments in it. Yeah. And it had loads, it had bucketfuls of fan service which was just great for someone like me who's like obsessed with a Batman 89 movie um, or Tim, ba- Tim Burton's Batman in general. Yeah. It had so much fan service for people like me. Um, it had, as well for Zack Snyder fans, I would say, there was plenty of references, for example, to uh, Man of Steel, which I'm, I'm, I bet you're glad you, watch, you watched it now because... Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, context, yeah. Yeah, this, this film obviously has... It's probably like the one of the most i don't know not egregious but like kind of most obvious examples of like being a crowd pleaser sort of film like possible um and it's not necessarily a bad thing because i remember yeah i watched this like kind of uh, a lot of people have been comparing this to marvel's you know kind of similar version to this right. where it's you know in and spider-man no way home yeah correct me if i'm wrong because i i haven't seen any marvel films since thor 2 so <laughs> 10 years going now and actually by the way <laughs> on that note when I was in the th- in the cinema waiting for the Flash to start, I saw a couple of trailers, obviously, one of which was for whatever the latest Marvel film is, and it looks trash. And was I'm it, thinking, what was it called yeah. again? Uh, I can't remember which. They they all it's all like I don't know. Anyway, I just sat through this trailer and I thought, yeah, I haven't regretted that decision <laughs> not to come back. Yeah, to this but thing. I believe you did see one of the multiverse films, didn't you? Yeah, that was it. It was Spider-Man No Way Home, where you have uh, the three Spider-Men. Okay. Um, I went solely just to watch Tobey Maguire, because it was, you know, funny. Yeah. Um, and also you get to see Willem Dafoe, so oh, yeah. you know, why not? I mean, having seen that first before watching uh, the first Spider-Man, you know, a bit questionable. But still, I would honestly say, I mean, obviously I have quite would have a bit of a bias for this, because I would say I prefer DC over Marvel films. Um, but I enjoyed The Flash more. 
It's something I would okay. consider watching again. Would you um, say The Flash did the whole multiverse thing better than Marvel did? I mean, from, from your knowledge, because obviously multiverse now is quite a big thing and um, obviously pioneered more or less by Marvel. Yeah. But also, you know, you get it with other sort of... It's beginning to pop up here and there. Yeah. Now I think my, my honest opinion about this, I think for a film that involves time travel... I think they made some bold choices with it. Like, they actually did some things that were quite original that I didn't expect. Yeah. They made some calls and choices in the plot, which I could actually respect, because they, you know, it wasn't, like, safe, you know, kind of like, oh, mm. I mean, they're not going to say what happens yet, obviously. Yes. But it's, they they do make some bold steps in some ways. I mean, something, and this, this film genuinely does, um... It, it explains, I mean, obviously every film that involves time travel and multiverses has like that scene where they explain stuff. Um, in this yeah, one, it's, you need a bit it's, of exposition, right? it's as simple as you can get, really. Um, they yeah, don't, go, they don't bit, beat you over the head. I didn't feel head. like beaten over the head by exposition in, in The Flash, to be fair. It was, you know, it was enough. So, I mean, obviously that those kind of concepts are just generally... I mean, you know, you have to dumb it down a little bit for, like, you know, just the general movie go. But overall, I think I, I was able to... This being the first ever film I've seen that addresses a multiverse, tries to explain it, I got it straight away. And it, it so that's that's a good thing, you know. It's not like it was too... It wasn't trying to be too clever, you know, like uh, Chris yeah. Nolan can be sometimes, for example. It wasn't, like, trying to do too much. It kept it fairly simple. I mean... The actual physics of like the Flash. Now I'm not a huge. Hmm. Well, I don't really care yeah, about. We, we didn't go outside to Batman to be honest. <laughs> but in terms of the Flash himself, there's obviously quite a lot of physics around his powers that, you know, only like a big Flash fan will fully understand everything, like the fabrics and all that kind of stuff. That that kind of just, I, I don't know. I wasn't that interested in that side of things, but they did enough just to make sure like everyone was on side with it. If you know what I mean. Yeah, one thing I'll say if we get into some of the actual characters that are, are known in this. Yes. Um, Ezra Miller, right? Obviously, the most controversial thing about this film, the fact that they actually He's released there. this despite <laughs> his, like, you know, GCA5 profile, you know, in Hawaii and so on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And even so, since we recorded uh, the Justice League uh, video, when... I gave you that quiz about Ezra Miller's crimes. I think there have been more since alleged then. crimes. Yeah, sorry, alleged crimes. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. You know, I think the main reason why people wouldn't want to watch this film is because of him. Um, either for just the the crimes, yeah. or also if they don't like him. I will say, when I watched Justice League, I really couldn't stand him. But in this, surprisingly, he did everything that I could ask him to do, and that's just to not be a massive pain in the ass, like the entire film. Um, and I mean, I can't, there's something that I can't spoil yet, but he gets to reconcile with how annoying he is actually in quite yeah. an interesting way. Yeah, that's true. Which <laughs> it's, it's funny because he gets to be annoying, but at the same time it, it gets away with it because it's being self-aware about it, which I could appreciate at least because he comes to sort of realization has a character arc and so on, which is kind of good. I mean, I assume, you know, if you are a fan of, you know, the Flash as a character, you'll probably quite like this. And as well, for all the yes. sort of, you know, outlandish plot this film has, 
I mean, similar to Nowhere Home again, you know, where you have, you know, Doctor Strange, you know, controlling the universe or whatever and changing, like, all their stuff which goes wrong. This film has that kind of plot at the same time it's anchored around sort of, like, a family sort of oriented plot as well, which is, you know... Yeah, I mean, it is, but... get behind, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty safe sort of film, I think, you know... Uh, I mean, this would definitely be one you could go on a date to watch or, like, it just as a fan, you know, in general. I mean, um, I, I think, yeah, uh, just a few specifics about this movie as well. Obviously, it uh, premiered yesterday, which was the 16th of June, <clears throat> directed by a chap called Andy Muschietti. Mus- Mus- <laughs> Mus- I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. this guy, actually, I hadn't heard of him, so I looked him up and... This guy, this is his first non-horror film that he's directed. This guy's just done a handful of horror films and that's it. Yeah, well, you know, you get a bit of a horror ending this and all, but still. <laughs> well, yeah, he did, uh, He did. A, I think it was well-directed. Obviously, you know, this is supposed to be still in the spirit of Zack Snyder. So obviously there's going to be a lot of, you know, sorry to say it, but butthurt Snyder fans that, you know, will resentfully watch this and try and criticise it as oh, much yeah. as possible. Now... I think if you are, like I said before, if you are a Zack Snyder fan, this film won't disappoint you. I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a Zack Snyder fan, nor would I consider myself a hater. I'm probably like, even though it does divide opinion, I'm pretty on the fence. I respect him. I like what he does. And I think that The Flash keeps true to the sort of things that Zack Snyder established. Uh, It's not as dark as like a Snyder film. It it does lack that like real (laughs) darkness that Snyder is able to always um you know inject into his into his movies but i think overall i think it still keeps faithful to the you know man of steel batman vs superman Zack Snyder's justice league that kind of trilogy it keeps yeah, in a way. certainly a lot more faithful to that than for example suicide squad you know I mean, yeah 100 percent easily uh i do want to shout out the fact uh the music was done by a guy uh, called benjamin wolfish who also did the soundtrack for blade runner 2049 well, that's um, quite something. Which is very, like, you know, that's a fantastic soundtrack, obviously. So one of the best, I would say. Yeah, so we've got our obligatory Blade Runner reference so far. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I would generally say if you're a Zack Snyder fan, you'll probably enjoy this film. If you're a Batman fan, you'll probably enjoy this film as well. You'll definitely enjoy I can, I can confirm that because I'm a massive Batman fan, especially cinematic Batman and I was very pleased with what I saw in terms of Batman. In some ways, now, I mean, just to now, we're still not going into spoilers, but I do want to talk about, because the thing about Zack Snyder is the fact that, or the Snyderverse, we can call it, because this does fit in the Snyderverse. The main thing is that they managed to retain all the key actors, the key cast. So you have, you know, as everyone knows, Ezra Miller's in this, Ben Affleck's in this. Um, I don't really think it's a spoiler to say... Jeremy Irons is in this as Alfred. Yeah, that that was, was very, very nice to see. I didn't actually yeah. know that watching it, but he's in it in the first 30 seconds, basically. So I was like, oh, that's nice. That's great. Um, so they kept like the main core uh, guys there. So that's important for continuity. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, so you've got that aspect, which I think is, is pleasing, as well as, like you said, more than one Batman. Yeah, hit. of course. <laughs> so I mean, uh, that's yeah, also exciting. And uh, yeah. actually as well, Sorry, but just a ton of references, not just to previous uh, superhero films or DC films, but also just... just all other films. Yeah, you, you had, like, I counted at least three Terminator references. 
You've obviously got Back to the Future referenced a lot, um, Shawshank Redemption. So that was also pleasing. Yeah, Lord so, the like, it's it's not key. No, I wouldn't go that far, but it's still like it will tickle your like cinematic G spot if you have one. So you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Was there a? Um... No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, one thing I will also have to say is if you think you will know what happens in this film. Like in terms of references and things that pop up, trust me, you probably don't. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we, I we, think you're you're definitely in for some surprises. That you will get a yeah. surprise no matter what at some point. Um, and when we get into spoilers, if if someone hasn't seen this film before and they're gonna uh, watch the later part anyway, I think you might think that we're I'm just like lying about some parts. I'm not. Like, there's yeah. like the craziest things I've never thought I would yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I did ever. not see that coming. Like, yeah, there's some really, really good, like they're not plot twists. I don't want to say there are any plot twists, but just um the references and the and some people who pop up are just like, wow, like I did not and it it doesn't it, some of it is actually quite subtle. You could actually quite easily miss it, but if you're a fan and if you are looking out for these things, there's just tons of Easter eggs in this movie. I think I got most of them. Hmm. Obviously, probably when it's I rewatch quite... it, I'll yeah. see more. But yeah, man, it was uh, very satisfying as, as a fan, yeah. I must say. I think the two reasons why people might not like this the most... Uh, well, number one, obviously, if you don't want to watch this, primarily because of Ezra Miller's you know, track record of um, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, several different uh, alleged crimes. And the other is that um, the visual effects in this are kind of all over the place. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes yeah. it's like a PS2 cutscene, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Some of the CG was a bit off. And I think Just that not... is already becoming a common criticism of this film. There was some CG, which is a bit like, oh, OK. Horrendous. I mean, but, I normally don't care. It was actually like, good we, as we well, liked, you know. So. We didn't even care about the bad CG in, like, Die Another Day. But, like, I mean, then again, this is 20 years later. It doesn't really have... Yeah, and this had a very healthy budget. This, um, according to IMDb, 200... Uh, sorry, 20 million. No, or two, no, 200... Must yeah, be it has I think it was yeah, yeah, quite an expensive film. Yeah, 200 million. So that's a healthy budget. It's going to be interesting to see how it does in the box office. You and me have contributed. I think it will probably bomb, to be honest. Most people think that. You but... Think... Well, we'll yeah, see. It probably will, but just because of Ezra Miller, because that it, all that stuff hasn't, you know, blown over. I mean, I don't know why it would, and like his name is just synonymous with, you know, like everything that's happened. Yeah. Um, but anyway, oh, I think yeah, we will just get into the plot uh, in just a moment. But I did want to mention one other thing: the fact that, um, or maybe it's just escaped me. Uh, I'll come back to it. But I do have a couple of bits of trivia here that spoiler-free, so I will throw these yeah. in. Oh, I should add, yes, that. Obviously, following our um, in-depth analysis of the film, we will rank this, the Batman elements of this film, up against the previous ones. So, yep. 89 Batman, all the Batmans, we've already ranked them all in our previous episodes, which you're welcome to go and check out on our channel or on Spotify, wherever you're listening or watching. Um, so, we've gone through and, and assessed all the Jokers, all the Alfreds, all the Christian Gordons, all the... Um, Batmobiles, we've ranked everything basically. So, you know, feel free to go back and watch some of them because we will be coming back to them at the end of this episode. Yeah, some of but, a lot of which I have forgotten, so it'll be a yes. revelation for me too. <laughs> it's going to be fun uh, revising some of these. But uh, these couple of bits of trivia I just wanted to mention. So, with his appearance in this film, Ben Affleck has played the role of Batman four times in live action films, which is more than any other actor. 
mm-hmm. even though he's never had a standalone Batman film, and he's the only one not to. Yeah. Really interesting bit of trivia, I think, there. Um, he's played Batman in four different movies, but none of them has been have been his own movie. Yeah, and this is obviously post- his swan song. This is his last one as well, isn't it, for sure? So Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, and then, yeah, this is just one sort of... Uh, so, you know who's considered to direct this film? Was uh, James Wan. Right. And you remember what he directed, right? It escapes me. I remember his name. Saw. Yeah, he directed Saw. And he basically had a choice. He could either direct Aquaman or The Flash. And uh, he went with uh, Aquaman because he saw it as an opportunity to do something original and unique in the superhero genre. So we could have had a... Uh, well, they went with another horror director anyway, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, that's the way, uh, you know, DC wants to go these days, so why not? Yeah, fair enough, I suppose. So, yeah. All right, well, then, uh, I think we're going to start talking about the yeah. film now, so spoilers will be coming, so yeah. be on the lookout for them. For those, however, for those who are just finishing this and uh, are questioning whether they should see the film or not, would you consider this having the millionth seal of approval for Batman fans? I would. Absolutely, yes. 100%. Go and watch this film. I will, I'm will. i tempted to actually go and watch it a second time in the cinema, which is not something I do often. Or I might wait until it comes out elsewhere. But, uh, yeah, this is definitely one I'll come back to. So I think that's the highest praise. Yeah, some pretty it. high praise, yeah, especially considering, for me personally, the only Zack Snyder film I would probably re-watch is possibly Man of Steel at some point, maybe. This, I would... I consider rewatching over that, even. Mm. You know. Okay. Well, we're going to rank it, The Flash, obviously, up against the other films Batman has appeared in, including Batman vs. Superman, for example. So that's going to be interesting. So, yeah, let's get into it then. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've just had our 1966 transition thing. So that's fun to actually have that in, yeah. <laughs> actually right. work with the uh, franchise we're reviewing. Yeah. So, um, the first thing that happens is uh, I like Barry, how, Barry yeah. Allen checks into his local, you know, cafe yeah, that's definitely not Starbucks, Starbucks or whatever. I love, <laughs> yeah. you know, what I loved as well at the very beginning, like the yep. Warner Bros. intro just goes straight into the film. There's not like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was nice. I did want to, I did because I was making notes as I was watching in the cinema. Um, so <laughs> even though I was watching this on the Friday night of the premiere, and and bear in mind I am watching it in Serbia, so it's not like. Hmm. You know, but anyway, there were eight people in the yeah, scene. Yeah, same for me. My cinema was empty, man, more or less. Oh, was it the same for you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I remember you saying that when you wanted to watch yeah, it, the evening was, it was booked, booked up, so you saw it an earlier viewing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that might be why. So, but so Yeah, there's the thing. Like, I watched it at the latest viewing, so it was showing at, I think, 4.30, 7, and about half past nine. I watched the half past nine one. There was basically no one there, which I wasn't complaining about because... You know, I, I just hate people that <laughs> don't really have cinema etiquette. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but anyway, uh, oh, I, and I did see the have a glimpse of the Barbie trailer as well. which is, Oh, uh, of course. Yeah. It's <laughs> like sort of Barbie booth at my local cinema. So yeah. that'll be interesting. So that's going to be fun. Anyway, so like I said, Flash uh, rocks up at his favorite local cafe. He's late for work, obviously. Fastest man alive. Can't, has punctuality issues. Um Alfred calls him up. So, yeah, we have Jeremy Irons straight away, so that was nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, yeah, I've got a mission for you. 
and it's like, oh, you're my first choice, and it's like, what about Superman? And then obviously the funny thing is because oh yeah, they have to work around him straight away. Yeah, they address this straight away, which is good. The fact that, like, obviously Henry Cavill's been booted out of the DCU. Yeah, sorry, Snyder fans. Yeah, very unceremoniously. Sorry, so, I mean, I'm sorry for DC, if anything, because Henry Cavill was... I mean, yeah, he, was a, he wasn't a bad Superman by any... I mean, he, he did well with what he was given, so anyway. It was just funny how they addressed it, so, like... Mm-hmm. You know, they just had the back, like, the, his back to the camera, basically, on some, like, TV footage... Yeah, and then it's like solving some volcano off somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on, you see as well when when he actually gets into it. So this is semi spoiler. You get into the uh, the actual multiverse happening, whatever, and you actually see like this really badly CG Superman yeah. face that isn't Henry Cavill, but it is. And it's like, oh, it's so fucking funny, man, to see that. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But I mean, I kind of find this one thing that they actually, you know. Um, I mean, this reminds me of like A Train from the Boys as well. I mean, it's something that they, you know, dress with. Yeah, I, I got the Boys vibes from this film a little bit. I don't with know every like, yeah. with every character who's like, you know, a speed demon. The Flash obviously has to like yeah. eat like extremely high calorie stuff in order to maintain all the energy that he uses to run. Yeah, um, he even has like a little uh, watch that tells him all this. Um, and you know, he needs the sandwich done quick, but his regular uh, the, the person who knows his regular isn't here, so. Um, and obviously Barry Allen in this, the character that Ezra Miller plays, this this might as well just be a documentary of his life. Because um, I every time he's being weird, I just like, I just like kind of forget he's, he's playing like himself. Character. Eh? Yeah, he literally is. <laughs> no, I, I don't get that vibe from him. No, because Barry Allen's quite an innocent guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, there's, there's just so many uh, like, let's, things that he let's, says. Let's let's sleeping dogs lie on that one. Um, and yeah, so like, you know, obviously Jeremy Irons is going through the list of like superheroes that were his first choice but weren't available. It's like, and it's like, yeah, so can you help basically? Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, and then he's like mucking about in the cafe and he's like some girls, some fangirls come and like throw a, a, cho- a, a candy bar at him and it like hits him on the head. That's quite funny. The comedy oh, yeah. in this film. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big stickler for when, and I will always call out when a joke goes wrong. Or doesn't hit for me, but in this film, there's a lot of comedy in it, and actually, I think it hits pretty much every time. Yeah, that yeah. was very surprising. This film actually yeah. is quite funny. Yeah, because I've been like totally traumatized by, um, well, not just the Flash in former films. I mean, even he wasn't that bad, but like I say, I think this is definitely a better Flash than what we saw in Zack Snyder's Justice League. But <laughs> obviously, and I think we glimpsed him in Batman vs Superman, the extended cut. Oh, but yeah, 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 him in the supermarket. Actually, he was even in Suicide Squad briefly, wasn't he? Because of the uh, boomerang. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. But anyway, that, <laughs> that brings me, yeah, like I was saying, the Suicide Squad, that had a lot of humour that none of it worked, basically. So, um, so anyway, it's good that we had uh, this moment here. Uh, well, lots of moments. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, then we cut to Batman, Ben Affleck. He's there. He's wearing a like a dark blue cowl and cape with like the gray suit which was so cool man like what a great decision there we're gonna rank that against uh other bat suits that we've previously ranked yeah not the last bat suit in here as well no but i really i like this one i know about you but that straight away got me on the side one of the funny things is i mean also you get to see you know 
that thing that we we said in in um Zack Snyder's Justice League, that giant kind of like plane thing he has. We were like, oh, it's just a shame you only see it for like five seconds. You get to see it again yeah. in here. Yeah, that's true. And his like and, bat yeah. bike drops off, you know. Yeah, like, the bat cycle, and it's like because. Ben Affleck hasn't had one yet, and we always see a bat cycle, and it didn't really occur to me. We could, in theory, rank these. We're not going to, but we've had a bat cycle in the 1966 Batman movie. I don't think Michael Keaton had one, or any of the... Oh, yeah, it is when, his, when his Batmobile turns to that... Like, oh, yeah, you're right, there was one, actually. And then, obviously, you've probably got the best one, which is the Bat Pod in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, but you can't that call it cool. a bat cycle. That was sick. And then, uh, yeah, you've got obviously the, which is for some reason the, or pretty much the main vehicle in the Batman. You've got his bat bike, which is also cool, but it doesn't really yeah. use it. Yeah. This yeah, bat cycle, well, on the other hand, is laden with gadgets. Yeah. It even like, yeah, something I found quite funny is it even has turn indicators that it's road legal. So minus you know the the guns and everything on it. I loved it, and and it's so cool. It's almost like a Tron bike, you know, because the the front wheel was actually two yeah. separate thinner wheels that like swerve and oh it's so cool man it's got a big it's fat great. wheel at the back it's got that the it's got so many gadgets there's that one the my favorite one which is like lays out road spikes yeah um, that was so cool man and you get the pov shot kind of of it and or following it basically oh i love that yeah it's great as well because like yeah this doesn't you know Ben Affleck's Batman is still Ben Affleck's Batman man you know he, he's using like lethal force to get these guys you know oh, yeah. like he doesn't yeah, yeah. Do, man yeah, and civilians. you know what, though? You know what? I was slightly disappointed by they made up <laughs> They made up for it slightly later, but the fact that we didn't get to hear the Bafflick theme song one more time, just the dun, 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 dun. I, I was like begging for them to play that, and they didn't. Yeah. Man. So I was a little bit disappointed by that. But yeah. Um, yeah, also, I think the one, the one thing that I have to say, there's a couple of things I had a problem with in this film. Ben Affleck's Batman is not really in this for that much. When yeah, that was though, it is good. So no, he's good when he's in it, but he doesn't do like. For example, obviously we have. Uh, I've just realised I didn't actually go back and find our Sigma rankings, but I can remember the best ones anyway. <laughs> yeah. We can remember most of them, um, but I was just waiting for like a moment where he goes, you know, I bought the bank or I'm rich. Yeah. You know, I was just waiting for a quote. Just give me something, and they didn't. So I was a little bit disappointed by that. Um, that was a little bit of a shame, but anyway, we'll 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 come back to Ben Affleck a little bit. But yeah, anyway, he's he's on this chase. This also surprised me the fact that, I mean, this sequence of the bat cycle and, and this armored vehicle like performing a robbery. Yeah, like, like the Hummer from like Humvee or whatever from um, uh, the Rock, you know. Oh uh, yeah, Rock. yeah, kind of, and it was like. I was kind of like, oh, that is so done just for like merchandise for Lego sets and stuff. But there aren't any the Flash Legos right now for some reason. So yeah, I wonder, I wonder why. Well, yeah, well, anyway, so uh, you can have Ezra Miller in prison. This, yeah, <laughs> this, uh, this chase was very cool, though, I must say. And um, it's you know, it's just a classic like action opening for a superhero movie. And I was like, yeah, this is good. In the meantime, you've got the Flash. He's at this hospital trying to yeah. clean up. Yeah, his um, whole thing is yeah. Of, of course, the aftermath of you know Ben Affleck's Batman, you know, going somewhere, and exactly. it's just quite funny how, I mean, the fact that obviously they kind of come to terms with and Barry Allen does this that the Flash is kind of there, you know, their cleanup crew. He has to do all like yeah. after they've like blown up all the place, you know, he has to actually fix everything afterwards, and he's like you know come to accept it, and you get to see what his kind of 
you know, average day is in terms of this. Yeah, and how he actually operates. Yeah, you are kind of seeing a day in the life of the Flash. Yeah, as well. Funny for me. What was really good is I just didn't know what to expect from him. So you know the bit where obviously the hospital's collapsing, the nurse flies out, and all the babies, and it's like, okay, he's looking at all of them to like yeah, try and work like, out what to do. And then the and then yeah, he, he has no calendar machine, that, so. and he just goes for that. <laughs> that was really funny. That was man. really funny. I was like, he can't save all these people. What's he gonna do? They got a vending machine, man. He just eats all of the snacks, you know. Yeah. Um, and one thing like, it, man. He finds like a hot dog, I think, as well. Like he's, yeah, he's he does a bit of microwaving somehow. Um, it's quite funny, I feel as well. That and then uh, he sets off like the gas can to like he just sets off this chain reaction to like save each baby without. Oh actually yeah, because yeah, he explains because I was wondering like why doesn't he just pick them all up? But then he explains later like you can't actually touch other people really. Um, yeah, otherwise you know you can't move them like. Yeah, yeah, and it is kind of amusing as well the fact that he. Yeah, for starters, like Jeremy Irons is, you, you know, down uh, on his earpiece being like, you know, my yeah. assessments uh, show uh, like, you know, and like and, you know, which are usually correct, like almost always. He's like sick inside of seeing, you know, Batman like destroy yeah. buildings constantly um, that, you know, this like hospitals falling over. And, and then like, you know, Ezra is like, nah, that, that sounds just me being hungry, you know, but then, you know. <laughs> See, it is yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all these the only bit here was like putting a baby in a microwave. That was like, I yeah, mean, why, what, powered, what, is it? That is not a good message to send out to what should be a relatively family-friendly movie, man. Like, what? Yeah. I just well, don't want to see. I don't want to see a baby in a in a microwave in any context. Whether yeah, well, Ezra Miller with children to start with, you know, give yeah, but in particular, this this exact. Just like that image is just not what you want to see. I think they could have surely done something a bit better. With I don't know. It is kind of like amusing that when he realizes, you know, like there are several babies in danger here, like they get like increasingly more ridiculous, kind of like the things that are threatening them. Like, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's like, you know, I don't know. There's also the therapy dog as well, which he has to deal with as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Else. And he and, does eventually catch them all and um, lays them out on a tray, sort of thing. No, um, it's like, no, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's like a stretch or an trolley, Yeah, like kind of like a trolley sort of thing. Oh, yeah, he even does like the, you know, like what the nurse is like, you know, yeah. freaking out and so on. He's yeah. just like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, voila, kind of sort of thing, which is kind of funny. Yeah, um, he's like, oh, you should consult a, this is probably very traumatic, you should consult a mental health specialist because, frankly, the uh, Justice League's still a bit behind on that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do you reckon I wrote, wrote that with uh, him in mind, perhaps, you know, <laughs> like... Yeah, well, with any of them, man, Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, man, they've all been shafted, really, haven't they? I mean, yeah, for yeah. one reason or another. So yeah, yeah but... for some reason, Ezra Miller didn't, but still. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, we catch up with Batman. He basically apprehends these guys, um, and it's like, oh, you know, you can't let the thing drop. Jeremy Irons is like, oh, you can't let that, you know, vat of chemicals, whatever, like drop into the river. Otherwise, everyone will be dead by lunchtime, basically. And it's like, oh shit. Uh, and then out of nowhere, man, this is a nice surprise. Like, um, yeah. Wonder Woman shows up, Gal Gadot, and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. She, like, yeah, because they're, they're like about to fall off the bridge or whatever. And then yeah. she's the lesser of truth to pull them up. And yeah, because Ben Affleck's Batman starts, like, you know, him and the uh, criminal, like, you know, they're starting to say, like, yeah, things. Because he's like, she's like, oh, you don't, you don't, uh, you're welcome. And he's like, oh, my ego's too big to say thanks. And I'm like, what? Why did you say that? Was that was that just like really bad humor or something? Like, what? Why was that? And then it's like, and then the robber starts saying stuff, and then Batman is like, "Yeah, well, 
And then they have this yeah, really like, funny bit because I'm them. like confused. And it's like, oh yeah, the lasso of truth. And it's like, yeah, I could just if I really wanted to solve poverty, I could just spend my money on you. <laughs> it's so really funny. It is quite like, funny. Yeah, yeah. like and, and as well, you have like you know Barry Allen turns up. He's like, yeah, yeah. something like I, I've never had sex or something like. Yeah, it's just like. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, and the criminals saying stuff. I'm like, oh, what? I was like, yeah, I could be doing more useful things with my time if I really wanted to. You know, that's, <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Wonder Woman disappears, her cameo's over. And uh, and then Barry Allen's like, oh, it was just a metaphor, you know? Like, it was, yeah. Yeah, that was like, yeah, yeah. You're not that was all very good. I, I was like surprised how well they did the humor, though, you know, I must say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, superhero films and humor have not really been, you know, something that's been. You know, yeah, well sure. associated together. Um, so anyway, after this sort of adrenaline rush, uh, we calm down. Barry Allen's at his day job as a forensic criminal analyst, oh, yeah, criminal. which yeah, is another, funny like, enough, I believe, things. the same exact job title that Paul Dana's Riddler had. So yeah. I thought that's quite <laughs> funny as well. The fact that they, yeah, and when he was talking about like cases and all this, I thought he might be in a, in a lawyer's yeah. office because we've been watching Better Call Saul. So I was like, oh, maybe. Um, which would have been either way. It's quite funny to think that you know, again, Ezra Miller is just like in this situation, which is yeah. heavily ironic. He's got his uh, yeah, his dad's in jail, and so it's yeah, good because like I, I kind of was like, oh, they're going to address that stuff, and they do directly. Actually, it's basically the plot revolves around it, which is good. You, we basically get like his whole origin story at this point. Which I mean is I guess it's interesting if you're a Flash. I mean I'm like you know yeah it's interesting it's like what it's, questionable it's certainly better fleshed out than like the six origin stories they have to do with Zack Snyder Justice League. So you know yeah true. <laughs> I mean you had um yeah he also bumped into his love interest who's a journalist whatever Iris um, West I think I think so but you also get his like you know his origin story you know his his mum yeah because this is what the film revolves around. His mum, like, um, you know, forgets, like, some shopping, like, some a can of tomato soup or tomato soup uh, for our cousins over, yeah. the, uh, over the water. But they, um, yeah, and, you know, she forgets this is the shopping when, when he's a kid and then his dad goes to get it. And while his dad's out, he must have left the front door open. Someone rushes in and stabs her and then leaves, apparently. Like, you know, maybe the Flash himself did it. But yeah. I think they never really, yeah, maybe I wasn't point. paying attention. Yeah. But it doesn't really make much sense. I think but, it's yeah. kind of like a Batman thing, you know, where it's like, you know, the the uh, the actual assassin of his parents or the murder of his parents is, is kind of anonymous, which is, you know, I suppose that's a good thing in a way. I mean, for a, it just yeah, keeps it's not, it's not, it imagine it feels like Captain Boomerang through it, like arcs. Yeah, through yeah, it, yeah, 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 head, yeah. You know? um, I mean, that would have been like, too much of a distraction if they started focusing on that. So probably yeah, best. Of yeah, if I'd see Captain Boomerang again, I'd just left the cinema. But anyway, <laughs> he um with his unicorn, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck me. Anyway, he yeah yeah. So you get all this, and then his dad for some reason gets like you know treated as if he killed uh, his mum. So yeah. that's what he's and he know and then he knows oh he's innocent. So I'm gonna gonna try and because there's this alibi that he's in the store, but he doesn't look up, so they can't prove it's him. And, yeah, and, and Wayne Enterprises sort of technology, which is cool. They like drop that in. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, he runs into his like whatever that girl like iris and it's like oh da, da, da. it's like obviously the romantic interest but he's like massive incel kind of so oh yeah of course that was a yeah. true cell perhaps so day. yeah and then he basically sort of accidentally runs into some fourth dimension thing so oh uh, yeah his yeah he, yeah some weird 
time travel plot device zone if you run fast enough, which for some reason he's never done until now. Yeah, because he kind of reversed time a little bit in Zack Snyder's Justice League, so I was like, okay, but whatever. He runs into this multiverse kind of thing. This is where it all begins, basically. Um, He's like, oh, I could change stuff. Yeah, and then he goes, like, it's a really random cutscene. He just goes, and then he's, like, chilling with Ben Affleck in some back street for some reason. Um, Ben Affleck's just got done, like, beating some guy to death, so, you know. Ben Affleck looks ancient, man, like... You know, I mean, obviously he's he's no spring chicken, right? He never he never was as as Batman. He's always playing all of. He looks pretty old in this film, man. Like, he you know he's like giving Jeremy Irons a run for his money. In, yeah, exactly. Michael Keaton. Wait, who's Alfred here again? But anyway, yeah, he's just giving sort of some like heart to heart sort of advice and stuff, and uh, and yeah, and then he just gets in his flashy car and drives off. Yeah, he gets in the Mercedes, man. I was a bit disappointed. You know, it's like some weird looking. It's yeah, not it a terrible okay. car, but it's like... Yeah, it wasn't his... What did he have? He had an Aston Martin. Aston Martin yeah. DB5 in BVS, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah. I don't know. It was a little bit... It was low-key. Maybe it was just like one of his cheaper cars because he's in yeah, this yeah, like, yeah, maybe. back alley, you know, yeah. Um, but anyway, then uh, Iris rocks up, and I thought this is really, really funny, man. It's so relatable. Yeah. He, like, cleans his room. He uses his powers to, like, clean his room. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and he's got and yeah and then he invites her in and like yeah, the oh, oven explodes you know like, yeah yeah he, he's like, she's like oh yeah this is quite neat and tiny he's like yeah I'm uh, yeah. actually a really neat and tiny person and then like he like <laughs> you know leans up against the cover which like opens and like everything falls out you know like <laughs> and that happens a few times like, as well oh. like yeah and she's <laughs> like oh uh, you know you got a beer and he's like he's got the most trap fridge ever man like it <laughs> yeah. basically looks like my fridge um, yeah they like then, like. Yeah. goes through the wall which is like quantum super positioning or something it's like yeah, and he has the he has the Raquel Welch Shawshank Redemption reference poster so that was cool yeah um yeah, yeah phases yeah. through that to get some beers oh yeah yeah and then when he, he she sits down and like because they've been talking about you know his like you know dead mum and, and like she'd said something which is insensitive or something she's yeah. apologizing and like he opens his beer and it like explodes obviously yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> been going way he needs the Chuck McGill like theory you know like you know yeah, just spin it a bit, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, and then at this point, we basically start thinking out loud and we basically get, like, the plot of Inception now because it's oh, like, yeah, I, yeah, I just she's to, like, like, plant this idea or I just, you know, whatever, so. It's quite amusing because she, she's like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, you shouldn't think about, like, you know, if I could go back in time and change the past yeah. and it will eventually drive you insane. And, you know, he just starts going, like, you know, full Manhattan, like, you know explaining this stuff like how, what he could do because all he has to do is make sure that his mum doesn't forget like you know the you know can of tomato soup or whatever mm-hmm. and um then he like he dips out the door he's like oh yeah thanks it was a uh, great we should do this again even though it'd been uh, like two minutes you know yeah um, and and then this is the bit so he runs into the multiverse and then you see this like shitty like ai superman and you know zack snyder justice league flashbacks and stuff and you're like okay um yeah. And then he basically runs into, well, like presumably the year Dark 2013, Flash. I suppose, because it's all during the events of Man of Steel, right? As we, as he goes on to learn. But first of all, he meets his, he meets his 18 year old self, um, and and, oh, yeah, and he has he, a great moment where he goes like, you know, this is direct. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah know if it's like, deliberate or not, but there is a direct Terminator quote where it's like, you know, what year is it? He slams the guy against the wall. And it's like exactly what Carl Reese said in Terminator, which is really cool. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's like yeah, because he goes back, he does save his mum, but then he realizes, hang on a second, my like clone that's like yeah, and he has to he has to like say to them, oh yeah, so like at the family dinner, he's like oh yeah, so what's you know how's your last yeah, like eighteen cool. years been sort of <laughs> yeah. um, for no particular reason. <laughs> And yep. yeah, he sees himself like outside. He's like, oh, I have to go. Oh shit, uh, I have to go ship outside. You know, disappears. Um, and like, yeah, he has to come to terms. Of, this is a strange thing because I, I, there's been to my knowledge, been very few uh, films where you have like you know a a double of the same character. Yeah. Uh, uh, to my knowledge, I think Tom Hardy plays like two characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, they did that extremely well. I was kind of like. I almost looked up, like, did they get, like, his twin brother in this or something? Because it was, like, really, really well done. I was so surprised. Not surprised, yeah. but impressed, you know? Yeah, and they. this is interesting because this is what I was talking about earlier. His 18-year-old self or whatever is really annoying. You know, he's kind of like what yeah. most people associate with, with the Flash. And then he, re- like, um, older yeah. Flash kind of realizes, oh, shit, I am really annoying. And like, It's funny he- as well because, like, I don't know how old... The older Flash is meant to be because it's like ambiguous a bit. Y- you assume he's like in his mid, so like I could ba- probably assume that he's about my age. Like let's say he's twenty four, right? And then yeah. he's meeting his eighteen year old self. Now I know for a fact, and I've thought about it sometimes. If I met my eighteen year old self, I'd think, "What a cunt, man!" You know, <laughs> I want to give him a slap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, actually, yeah. And this is probably how a lot of people feel like over themselves at a younger age. So yeah, that was. It's kind of like yeah, because he tries to explain a lot of stuff to him. He obviously can't explain why he's coming. Yeah, right. Um, but he's like, oh yeah, so I got powers and all this, and he's like, oh man, you got like he doesn't hear any of like the important stuff about you know like how it's actually not all what's you know you know cracked up to be, and you know it's there's a lot of responsibility involved. He's just like yeah, all he hears, oh you got powers, and, that's great. you know. <laughs> um, and he's like Quite he's trying point. to he's like he's like blackmailing <laughs> him as well to like do all this like you know use his powers to show him like cool stuff. Um, yeah. like builds a pillar for in two seconds or something and it, it otherwise oh, yeah. he'll like get his mum to come up the stairs um and uh yeah is it that yeah he's like oh well they end up figuring out that he has to go back in not go back in time but they have to recreate the accident which gave him his yep. powers because it's the same day yeah um and uh that well, ends up with some interesting occurrences yeah because they they basically do they like sit there and they do everything they recreate it successfully and then because it's like oh he realizes what day it is and it's like oh this is the day i got my powers convenient coincidence but yeah yeah. and um he sat there and it's like okay so they go to the lab and they get struck by lightning and they both do and then they swap powers so like the young one has the powers and then the older one loses his oh yeah this is a really really interesting concept and it's like wow that's like yeah it's funny like fun it's like he has wow. a dynamic with himself where he has to like mentor himself in the yeah. past which is like and this is the thing when i went into this i had known there were two ezra millers in this and i was like this is going to be insufferable but they yeah. somehow managed to do it quite well i mean yeah you know regardless of what you think of ezra Miller, and I, I don't really like him as a person i certainly didn't like any of his previous portrayals and films he does a really good job here um, yeah, for sure. all his uh, long list of faults but it's interesting it's kind of funny and it is something you can invest in I think um, oh 100% because he it's, re- it's really funny how like obviously you have his like style of running as well like that you see throughout this film when he tries doing it yeah uh, and then like, <laughs> he he's really just stupid. running around like an idiot like in, the, in this massive hall 
And he tries to like phase through the wall and he just ends up running into it. And uh, he sees his younger self and he's like, oh yeah, um, you know, oh, Speedy Gonzalez, yeah, I remember doing that. And then the guy, he's doing all the things, like, and he causes some massive accident. Oh, then, yeah, yeah, because he tells know. him, like, all right, so he's like trying to explain to him, like, you got, you yeah. can't do these things. He doesn't, you know, the fact his clothes burn off, obviously, because yeah, they yeah, can't yeah. take the heat. And he goes out for five seconds, like, probably what it must have been, and causes, like, you know, some ridiculous accident like that is like in inexplicably like hilarious like visual like comedy wise just funny yeah like all the so stuff the song, yeah possible like yeah and he's like nude in the middle of it all like there's literally a ring of fire around him being like yeah i'm to blame and he just ends up back in the house and he's like oh yeah um yeah well you know that was and like uh the other esmeralda just sees like a massive explosion from the room yeah, yeah it's like yeah. oh what happened? <laughs> Nothing. And there's just like, like you said, there's a lot of unfortunate ironies with the whole because you know he drops down into the the flat below and he's you know basically flash it. Well, yeah, no pun intended, but he does flash his neighbour basically. So it's like ah, oh, you know. But uh, anyway, so as it all yeah, as it happens, uh, yeah, Man of Steel is kicking off in the meantime. So you've got like General yes. Zod is like doing his TV announcement, which is cool because it's like that was a really cool moment in Man of Steel. And um, we see him. So they brought back Michael Shannon, which was cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Which is but funny also, as well, because obviously one of the huge controversies with Zack Snyder's decisions in, well, Man of Steel in particular, but with all the superheroes is that, you know, oh, uh, Superman shouldn't have killed General Zod, shouldn't have snapped his neck in public in front of kids. And it's like, okay, I don't really have a big problem with that, personally. I mean, there's not really much else that could have happened in that situation. And I don't mind it. I don't mind the dark Superman thing or any of that. I think it's, it's all fine. But I do like the fact that they brought back Michael Shannon and Zod just to give him, like, a different... You know, mm -hmm. just kind of give him... It, it's just interesting. They just basically explore different timelines, and that's yeah. quite... And this is, like, quite a desperate situation, too, because no one knows where Superman is, or at least for this point. Because he goes to like um, the young yeah. Ezra Miller's flat. It's kind of amusing because like all of his flatmates <laughs> yeah, are like yeah, yeah, yeah. out their minds, um, or just like you know too dumb to realize. He's like, oh yeah, this is my cousin. Bam, mm. like you know, mm. um, even though they literally are more or less identical. Okay. And yeah, they've got to figure out all this stuff. And he's like, oh, you know, he tries to explain who Aquaman is. They all laugh him off. You know, it's one woman, a person who like looks it up, and it ends up being like some magician. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like he's like a Batman real, and then he's like, oh yeah, like yeah, of course Batman, but like he hasn't actually been doing anything for ages. Yeah, we don't know who, he, no one knows who he is, you know. Yeah, yeah I can't <laughs> possibly imagine. Yeah, oh yeah, and then he's just like, yeah, let's go to Bruce Wayne's house for no particular reason, which is like, yeah. Now that's the funny thing, okay, because yeah. now we're getting into the real meat of the film, which is meeting Michael Keaton or re meet re re meeting and whatever, yeah. and. You know, I was I began to think about like because this is happening quite a lot in films recently where they're reprising an actor from like thirty plus years ago into the same role and just trying to trying to make that work. And examples of that would be, you know, Star Wars with Mark Hamill or um, Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford, also Blade Runner with Harrison Ford. Hmm. And I think more often than not, those can be pretty jarring. I know for me personally, obviously as a massive Blade Runner fan, watching Harrison Ford in 2049 is, is, has always been a little bit difficult for me. I mean, I've watched both films so many times and it's just, it's always a bit of a struggle for me because he's aged 30 years or 35 years. So it's like, okay, obviously like, 
you have to forgive him for aging. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like it's so hard to kind of accept or or just get used to whatever. Even though I've seen him, you know, in films in between, obviously. But my point is, is that Michael Keaton, on the other hand, um, even though when we first see him, he's like got really long hair and a beard and everything. Yeah, he's, like homeless Batman. He's in great shape, actually. Like. He's in really good shape. I was very obviously they have a wig on him and stuff, but um, still, like I was very like pleasantly surprised. I was impressed again by like how good Michael Keaton was in this film. Like obviously, yeah. when he first appears, he's doing some acrobatics and stunts, which yeah, it's quite. It's a kind of a funny fight though, because pushing the envelope there. Yeah, you know, yeah, he, they don't show his face for the first yeah, they don't show his face, yeah. and he's fighting um, young Ezra Miller and uh, Ezra Miller, as we know um or barry in this case and you know the, the young one's trying out his powers he realizes oh yeah. i can dodge it this is easy yeah. and like the other one's just getting like knocks <laughs> like all over the place like you know um <laughs> like obviously he's not used to this and um i mean yeah i, I think it's over michael keaton like it does like the explanation of the time travel with them while making spaghetti yeah, which is quite simple. He's, you know, it's just like, well, this is how like you know the past and future works. Um, there's like obviously like crossing points, but if you mess yeah. with it too much, you end up with a bowl of spaghetti. Uh, yeah, what? yeah, and he explained it very well. I was like, okay, nice one. Yeah. And um, and you know, it was really amusing for me. It's like, oh, <laughs> he's like, oh, you know, yeah, because because the young Ezra Miller doesn't. Sorry, the young. Um, Barry Allen, he doesn't realize that this guy's Batman. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, why do you think we were here? And then he goes, oh well. I haven't been Batman for a while, you know. Gotham's one of the safest cities in the world now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's funny, man. <laughs> he's got nothing to do now. He's just, just like yeah, he's like actually gone insane. It's like you know, yeah, he's, he's just become a crazy like in the shining more or less in his house. Um, yeah, basically, is yeah, Chuck McGill more or less. But he's just like yeah, he's just re- completely withdrawn from everything. He's still got his Batcave and everything, but he's just there like that hasn't used any of it. Whatever, yeah, yeah, it's great as well because he's like you know I. Yeah, they, they like appeal to him, being like, you know, and we need you for this because everyone's gone. No one in the Justice League is here, kind of. But we need Batman, who's like a master strategist. Um, and he's like, yeah, don't care. He goes upstairs, which <laughs> yeah. you expect for him to do. Um, Too odd for this shit. Yeah, so they like break into the Batcave. Yeah. Uh, they're like, oh, how are we gonna do it? And they just like phase through the floor and then just open up from the top. Oh, this is amazing, man. They yeah. recreated the Batcave from Tim Burton's Nine Eight Nine, like. That's amazing. What I'm so pleased with with the Flash is that it's going to basically awaken a whole. I hope awaken a whole new generation of Batman fans, or just cinema goes in general, superhero fans into exploring, uh, into watching the 1989 Batman and seeing Jack Nicholson's Joker, seeing everything about that aesthetic, and you know the 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 Batmobile, and I mean obviously all of that comes back in this, yeah. but. It's kind of amusing as oh, well because great. Yeah, like older Barry is kind of like, you know, he's focused on, you know, trying to track down where Superman is. Um, and young Barry is kind of being like the audience surrogate in this case. He's just like he's like, Oh man, look at this Batmobile, you know, he's like sitting in it, you know, he oh, I'm surprised yeah. he doesn't drive it off, you know. Um he's like, you know, oh look at this, this bag laughs, you know, like shows it to him and he's like you know. What a great Easter egg, man! You know, because a lot—I think a lot of people won't pick up on what that is. Only people that have seen Batman '89 more than once will actually kind of recognise where that's from. And so I was like super sad. I was like, "Yeah, that's great yeah. Easter egg." All sorts of stuff. I mean, 
I mean, it, it could even count all the Easter eggs in this as well. And it's kind of like, yeah, they have like a, he like kind of snaps and has a go at his younger self being like, you know, yeah. you always take stuff for granted, you know, like, um, like, because obviously, I mean, he does, his younger self doesn't know he went back in time does to save his mum. Yeah, does he know? You know, what, actually, um, sorry, just on that moment, I've just reminded myself, you know, did you, did you notice this? The amount of like, I felt like they're trying to like push a lot of meme potential into this film like there are a couple of like when you have like the face popping out and like in previous yeah. different time i was like yeah they're, they're trying a bit too hard to make like memes happen here no. there's something you can't force like memes just happen that's why the does he know thing just reminded me of that yeah, yeah. yeah exactly because like how would they have known that, that was going to pop up but anyway obviously you um, do get um the the best of all is probably like the the sort of remix of the danny elfman score they did which is just like it I mean, they do it in, in the Batcave a little bit, and it's like, oh, okay, that was nice, and I hope that's not it, and it, it certainly wasn't. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and it's funny now, I'm thinking with Benjamin Morfish, because he was tasked with remixing, effectively, Van Vangelis's score from Blade Runner, which is, in my opinion, the best soundtrack of all time. And then you've also got, which I would also put in my probably top 10 of all-time soundtracks, uh, Batman 1989. In fact, I said so on Twitter, coincidentally, about a week ago, so as it happens. Um, so he's been tasked with like basically paying homage to like a really like iconic soundtrack. And um, they did that very well. Like, I mean, they couldn't have done it enough for me. You know, if it was, I find it my way, I just listen to the whole s score, which I did actually on the way home from the cinema, I was just listening to the eight, nine score again. But uh, yeah, they, they did a nice job of that for sure. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the Batmobile's there. Unfortunately, they don't get to drive it in this film, but still, it's just nice to see it yeah, again. Yeah, good to see it. Yeah. And one thing as well is that they are... Uh, yeah, so Barry kind of... Uh, uh, Ola Barry, kind of... He's he's trying to work out what Superman is. He can't quite do it because he obviously doesn't have the brains for it. Yep. And, you know, it's nice because Michael Keaton kind of... I don't know what caused him to change his mind. I, I forget. But he he does pop down and he does you know the the legwork for him and he wakes up to like a cup of coffee or whatever. He's wearing uh, thong sandals as well. I'm sure you. Yeah, of course. It's like some like proper old like old man outfit, you know. So just uh, yeah, but it's like only psychopaths wear thong sandals, man. Like you and Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what can I say? And um, yeah. Yeah. So have, like, so then he goes and goes into his like area with all of his bat suits and yeah. And you, then, get like, like, opens, you get the lights open on two, then four, then six, and then the middle one. like the oh, And the music. I'm like, oh, this is so good. The fan service here is just, like, amazing, man. And then, obviously, you've got, like, um, they're sat there sort of discussing how they're going to do it. And, and it's funny because, as well, he goes, oh, you had an Alfred, didn't you? You know, because, I mean, we don't actually see Michael Goff because, obviously, he passed away, um, yeah. sadly. Although he did have four appearances as Alfred, so you know, he yeah, had good... the AI computer one at least, so yeah, 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 that's true. Um, but yeah, they, they do at least make reference to him, and then and then anyway, so then it all culminates in them going, okay, what, what are we gonna And they sort of both look up, both of the Barry Allens, they look up, and then Mark Keaton just walks up and he's in his bat suit and he goes, Yeah, I'm Batman, yeah, of course. Uh, I'm just going crazy in the cinema, man. I'm yeah, like, of oh, let's say the line where he actually and it, it's he didn't even say it straight, he went. Yeah, 
like Batman. I'm like, oh, this is just perfect. It's man. like, it yeah, looks... like shameless fan service as well. Like, yeah, and it's like, okay, how good is it? And I'm just thinking, like, I was what I was most concerned about with this film. Not that I knew much about it. But I was just thinking, I'm just like worried about. I can't remember exactly how old Michael Keaton is. I think he's 78. But how, you know, a 78-year-old in, in the Batman suit and the 89 Batman suit, but any Batman suit regardless, and I'm just like, oh, this could easily go wrong. But actually, he looked really good in it. I was very surpri- pleasantly surprised. Like, yeah. You have his character in good shape. Well. It's like, yeah, and it's smug like, sort yeah. of grin on his face. It's kind of funny. But like, yeah, you get the... Uh, so good. And you've got you the gift like, now as well, so yeah. Yeah, the modernised uh, the modernized Batwing as well, like, that pops up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's it sort of... What was, when was the last time we saw it? I think it just sort of crashed. Joke, the Joker shot it yeah, down. Yeah, Joker shot it down with this comically long gun, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so Batman must have taken it back and modified it. Um, yeah, significantly. Which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so, great to see them in it as well. Like they've obviously had a lot of adjustments to it. The fact it can rotate and all this. Oh yeah, I love that. that so such a cool idea, such a cool concept. You've you've took already one of the best and most iconic Batman vehicles there is, and you made it even better. Like that was not something I expected. Yeah, um, you have. Yeah, because they they figure out. Oh yeah, Superman's in. Um, yeah, for Russia. some reason. Yeah, they work out he's in Russia. Like being so held in some like you know like diving bell chamber or something like. Yeah. Now, yeah, so they basically rock up in Russia and, you know, they get there. Barry has to figure out how to li- deal without, you know, yep. not having his powers. And then um, they discover my three favourite words in the English dictionary when combined. <laughs> Russian sleep experiment. Oh, yeah. That's what's happening to Supergirl, the Russian sleep experiment. If you know, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's happening. Uh, she just looks exhausted, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know if that was um, a little um, Whacking Phoenix Joker reference there. I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, man. So that happened. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? Because I wasn't. Yeah, they're also like. I thought it was Superman at first. I was like, okay, I know Henry Cavill's not in this, but like, what, what's going on then? I'm like, because they only show you from back and so this short hair and dark hair. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then. And then obviously, and then I'm remembering. Oh yeah, Supergirl's in this, so you know. Yeah. And then have, they 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 have to escape because the Russian like soldiers find them, oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, there's you get some like amusing with the with the bullets and um, Batman's cape is obviously bulletproof, which is cool. Yeah. This is the first time Michael Keaton doesn't actually kill anyone in a, in a Batman film. I think so. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, does he kill anyone in eighty nine? Yeah, oh, he, he kills the Joker. Kills the Joker yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. Well, um, yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As well, um, yeah. Yep. This thing that reminds me of the world is not enough as well. The way, yeah, I knew you could say that. And, and, you know. But more importantly, there was uh, another great little callback where he goes, "How much do you weigh?" You know, because that was obviously. Oh yeah, because he says it's all of them. Yeah, he does. Yeah. It's funny because like he's like putting all these gadgets on this thing, then he just pulls out a tape measure. He's doing a bit of you know. <laughs> That was great. <laughs> it's just like yeah, because the jazz music stops. It's just like yeah, could do all that. Because um, a lot of the thing, it's a funny thing is, I think in superhero films, one of the main problems that the humor has is when they try to be like, oh, the software, like oh yeah, we know guys. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like in this, new- I think they managed to strike it just right. Um, oh, most definitely. of the time, 
even when you know like the title cards are going and then like he gets distracted by like all these people calling it his name and then like you know they actually start the title again um but yeah i mean they pop out yeah because they're all like being held at gunpoint what was the thing that um what's his name uh when, when what batman says he's like oh yeah we'll just try to stay alive or something yeah they're, like, <laughs> obviously gonna die um yeah. and supergirl actually decides to you know pop out and start like destroying these lot the anime yeah yeah, she's great, man. This actress, what's her name? Sasha. Sasha Kelly, I think. Yeah, she's like very um, out of the box selection. I mean, she's obviously she's originally her ancestry is of Colombian descent. Uh, I think she looks great as Supergirl in this movie in general. Like, I'm like, yeah, this is you know whatever. And yeah, uh, it's one thing. It's, this is one. This is another thing that I was a bit disappointed with the film is. They didn't do as much with her as they probably could have. I mean, to be fair, it's not about her. It's not even prime. It's not even secondarily about her because you have the yes. focus on Batman as well. Yeah. But, but they have this thing for like five seconds where she's like, "Oh, well, will I actually help you?" You know, like she, yeah. like for seconds, like is she gonna join Zod or something? Like. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they would have a real issue like dealing with that, and you might yeah. have a Batman versus yeah. Superman situation here. But um. Yeah, because yeah, she kind funny. of goes through the Superman arc. It's like, oh, you're not my people. And it's like, well, uh, these that, people yeah, like scum. Maybe you are my people because you saved me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just kind of like... No, it was okay. I mean, they had to do that all very quickly. Because yeah, the film right. itself was actually kind of long. It was two hours, 24 minutes, two, I think. Two and a half hours, but it's very well paced. I mean, it should be. Yeah, right. I was like, oh, this is kind of on the long side. But actually, I didn't feel it at all, which is relieving. Because yeah. imagine a two and a two and a half hour bad flash film that could have so easily happened, and it didn't. So this is yeah. the thing. This is my low expectations. I'm like, okay, I'm going. Yeah, true. That's I'm nice. kind of racing myself here, but I, I'm like, oh, I could just keep getting pleasantly surprised. I'm like, oh, great, wow, this is yeah. actually really good. Yeah, cause it's interesting because <laughs> she she dips. She's like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Um, and then they have to figure out how to get um older Barry's powers back. So she has to recreate the accident. It's interesting because I was like, how did he memorize all the chemicals on the shelf? And those yeah. don't even play into it because he just gets struck by lightning more. Yeah, or less. yeah, yeah, yeah. It and, doesn't and it's, work. Because they, they go back to Wayne Manor and then, yeah, you have this bit with Supergirl and she, and she almost says billions must die. Very close, but not quite. Yeah. Um, we see Michael Keaton moving around. Like I said, I mean, he's, I, I'm almost certain he's wearing a wig, but nevertheless, he's in fantastic shape. I have to say it again, like, for a bloke that age to be in that good shape. And, and he's actually like a really fine actor in this as well. You can just, he's just rolling back the ears and it's like, because obviously when Michael Keaton was actually cast as Batman originally back in the 80s. Um, yeah, he hated it. They got like 50,000 letters, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, it was controversial because he was known as like a comedy guy. It was almost like the, uh, the modern equivalent would be probably Brian Cranston as Walter White. Because mm. obviously he was known for being a comic actor and then in a serious role. And the same thing happened to Michael Keaton um, yeah. 30 plus years ago. And, you know, and, and, and this even more so just plays really well to his strengths. Where, and it's just his expressions as an acting. It's like where that might have felt slightly odd back in 89, here it's perfect. It's just yeah. the right role for him. He does it so well. And you can tell, I, I feel like you can tell he's having a good time on oh, the set. Of course, he's probably got a good paycheck for this too. I hope so. But still, he, yeah, one thing that I found in this, because they're obviously, you know, it's a, it's a ridiculous plan to, you know, strike him with lightning and tries to recreate this again. 
and he he pulls out the line, you know, like you want to get nuts, let's get nuts, which I don't feel the situation called for it. I think it was No, I loved it. I didn't care, man. It it didn't quite fit right. It kind of reminded me of uh in Planet of the Apes, I wanna say I can't remember what the title is. It might be The Dawn or Rise. I can't remember which one. But it's the first one in the prequel trilogy. And they pay homage to the original Planet of the Apes by using a quote which just doesn't quite age well. So he goes, you know, get your dirty hands off you. Uh, No, get your dirty hand off me, you filthy ape or something like that. And when Charlton Heston says it in Planet of the Apes, it's like, it's really good. But then, you know, 40, 50 years later, it's yeah. like, uh, no one talks like that anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've got Michael Keaton going, want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And while that, okay, out of context would be strange if you heard that, I was so happy when I heard that. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, it, didn't so hit, good. it didn't hit the same. It actually made though. more sense in this film than it did when he said it in 89. <laughs> it never made sense to start with. Like, Well, I don't know. I loved it. I loved <laughs> it's it. such a weird scene, like, when that happens. Yeah, it was. But, um, so, and what was also a strange decision was, uh, I mean, maybe it just shows how little fucks Michael King gives now, but it's like, he sends, he sends like a giant bat to float above Wayne Manny, you know? It's oh, like, yeah. Okay, you you clearly either live in the middle of nowhere, or you just don't care anymore if anyone knows you're Batman well, or not. It's like, well, it's like in Batman Returns, where like, the, the conveniently the bat signal shines directly into his living room, you know? Oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah let's get up and go, you know? It has made nothing else. a good gift, to be fair, reaction video. But um, Oh, yeah, of course. But, but still. the thing is, as well, though, it's like, <laughs> he, yeah, he's so good. And it, it doesn't just, just let's entertain the fact that, like, he's dispatched of all the villains at this point. Because, like I said, Gotham's now, in this universe, this is one of the safest cities in the, in the country. So that p- presumably means that all of his, all of the rogues gallery. You killed all of them. <laughs> yeah, they're all dead or behind bars or like insane. So, I mean, Joker, obviously we know, I mean, spoilers, but Joker died in Batman 89. Um, so, um, we probably should have said this at the beginning, but if you haven't watched Batman 89, you should watch that before you watch The Flash. But anyway, I think that's kind of obvious. Yeah. Um, but you've got, you've got that. You've got like... I don't know, like, obviously, Two-Face, Riddler, uh, whatever. All the villains are, like, obviously dealt with. <laughs> so he's just sat there, just, like, mucking around with his own whatever. It's I don't funny, because like... yeah, you never really see that with Batman. Like, yeah, you know, like different portrayals. The most radical departure is, obviously, Ben Affleck's one. So, yeah. And then and this is, like, something completely different. It's like, yeah, Batman's, like, done his job, you know, so he's just, like, got no yeah. purpose. <laughs> it's uh, really funny. And, and 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 there's another great line because when Barry Allen's actually like strapped to the chair and stuff, he's like they're yeah. ready to, and, and he just goes, <laughs> for the record, I think this is insane, <laughs> but he's yeah, going so along with it anyway. He doesn't care, man. He's just he's just having a good time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing yeah. as well. Um, that's a great line as well. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's why Michael Keaton as a comic actor is like just so good at delivering that stuff. He's like for the record, I think this is insane. <laughs> it's yeah. great, especially it's the character. Yeah, like, oh yeah, we've got Batman with us. What can go wrong? The funny thing is, is if Batman's calling you insane, then you know you're you got a problem. They strike him in lightning once. They try it a second time. It doesn't work. And yeah. at this point, I thought he, there's a good chance that this old Barry might die, which might like yeah. fuck up a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. But it turns out it doesn't because then Supergirl pops up, which is like, yeah, uh, I'm going to take you to the sky, Elamir. Um And by this point, she's in like the you know uh, suit now. Not yeah. in like the straight jacket or whatever they had her in in the um, Russian place. Yeah, and uh, there's also something I forgot to mention uh, with with like they don't really address it. I'm just wondering if like 
in this weird timeline the Soviet Union still exists because they kind of like the facility it still has a giant red star on it but I, I guess IRL and Russia they haven't even bothered to clear off half of those yeah. so but still and, and like I'm like the one person who cares about the history in this film um, but still she manages to get his well they do have like Chernobyl in Zack Snyder's Justice League so it's not really oh, uh, yeah yeah that's true not really a stretch to go there but yeah yeah yeah, so they do, spoiler end up getting his powers back by striking for the third time with lightning. Um, That's what I did like, though. Like I said, with this film, like, I just don't know what to expect, which yeah. is really refreshing, because I'm like, you know, I'm so used to... This is also why I avoid trailers at all costs, because they often give away the entire film. But, yeah. like, I was really, like... You know, it's, I wasn't expecting to be, like... In this much suspense for a film yeah. like this, I was just kind of like, oh, like I really didn't know what was going to happen. Somehow they make you care oh, like about the flash in this. Yeah, but still, uh, oh yeah. And also, like we kind of skipped over the bit where it's like uh, old Barry explains to Michael Keaton why he's there because he's saving his mom, and then the yeah. young Barry overhears it. It's like, oh okay, and it's like, oh, you use the monkey as a dartboard, you know? It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just kind of funny, but still, uh, he um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, the point where they all decide to go off and fight yep. Zod. Yeah. Um, you got, like, yeah, the, um, the back. Yeah, you have this massive action set piece, which is cool. And it's great because they basically recreate Man of Steel minus Superman. It's more, you know, something I'll say is that a final fight in Man of Steel, I mean, I remember we're watching it, like, you know, late at night. I was, like, falling asleep. It was that boring. I'm not going to lie. There's nothing that interesting about it, in my mm. opinion. This at least has. Because I didn't thousands of people, yeah. Yeah, genuinely speaking, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I just found it really great how they managed to recreate the entire thing. Because there is a moment where they sort of hand over Superman, and then uh, Amy Adams' uh, Lois Lane comes to like, you know, whatever, and 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 whatever they declare war because of that. But then in this timeline, it's like, oh, you haven't brought Superman. We'll take this as a declaration of war. Like everything's a declaration of war, General Zod, man. You know, like. You know, your toast being too cold is a declaration of war. So yeah, yeah. so if you burn it slightly <laughs> too much, yeah, he, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a funny thing as well because yeah, he um, ends up having a chat with Supergirl while the fight is going down. Like, oh, um, yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, well, Kal-El's not here. She said, you know, and then he's like, yeah, uh, boy, yeah, you know that DNA MacGuffin that has all of our uh, yeah. race's d- uh, DNA in it, our species, whatever. Um, it's actually in use, so we're gonna they, they pull the. Um, uh, what's it called? They end up fighting, and yeah, yeah, she's like, oh yeah, what did you do to him? Like, and he's like, yeah, the infant did not survive. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, that, like, you, and it's like, yeah, you, it, it's got Mike uh, Zod, uh, General Zod, like Mike Shannon is more of a villain in this than he, yeah. <laughs> than he is in the because, like, in Man of Steel, he's kind of like almost a sympathetic character. You're kind of like, ah, oh, he's just trying to fight for the survival of his race, whatever, right? And this, he's like, yeah, I'm a child killer, man. I don't care, you know. It's like I'm just the here thing. for destruction. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I have to give credit again to um, how have I forgotten her name, Sasha Kale again, yeah. for her Supergirl. This she's like a lot more unhinged in this, which kind of you never really see with Superman. I think, she's like yeah. when she like hears this, she gets really like pissed yeah. off. Like, yeah, yeah, faces yeah. the shit out of him. Um, and this is the thing. Ah, oh, this thing we forgot to mention as well. Um, this got like rinsed when, like, kind of uh, an image of this got released with the like um, the Flash suit, which is improvised out of a bat suit. Michael Keaton's oh, yeah. one. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Because while like while they're trying to get his powers back, 
um, Young Flash is like, because Young Flash has nicked the ring. Well, he hasn't nicked it, he's borrowing it. The ring that gives him the oh, suit yeah, see in the film. He gives <laughs> it back to him and gives it back to uh, Old Flash because New Flash has been like building this suit like by yeah. spray painting. It's really like bad on purpose, like because it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the spare bat suits. And like, you know, he's like got this epic music, him spray painting like this Flash logo on top of the <laughs> yeah. bat suit. And like he's striking it red, then like it just like stops. And he's just like soaring off the ears, you know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's the bit where the like about to eject from the bat wing, and they he kind of they're like ready, and then he turns his face. It's like the mask is completely like it's really yeah, funny. it's so terrible. Like it's like really good. it's great as well, and also it means that there's some sort of difference between the two. Still, the fact that yeah, his yeah, suit yeah, obviously doesn't work as well because. Yeah, the speed and friction. Although, you know what, I really... Although, it's good because they do actually address it because the young Barry goes like, oh, you know, this suit is too tight, you know, and everything. And and it's like, yeah, because at the beginning of the film, I was like, why am I seeing so much of Ezra, Ezra Miller's, like, wedgie, man? I don't want to see his ass crack the entire film. <laughs> and then they go and address it, so I'm kind of like, uh, all right, I can kind of forgive that. But it's still, it's, like, not really far off the, you know, Batman and Robin-style nipple suits. It's really not far <laughs> away. <from laughs> True. But still... Uh, uh, but yeah, one thing that kind of jarred me a little bit is the fact that, like, okay, you've got, like, General Zod, well, effectively Kryptonites fighting. I mean, there should be no fight whatsoever because it's General Zod, his, like, henchwoman, some yeah. random giant because, you know, you always yeah. need one of them. And then, like, loads of foot soldiers. And it's very clear from the start that they would instantly wipe out this, like, US army. Whatever. Like, not even army, but, like, soldiers that have you know come to this whatever this meeting so it's very clear this 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 battle should take about two minutes really but for some reason it's, it rages on for but it's one of the things where it's like you know uh against because the you've got three separate boss fights happening you've got well not really you've got the both flashes trying to like do their thing you've got batman trying to do his thing and then you've got supergirl versus general zod so yeah yeah and they did a very good job of balancing them all out, actually, I must say. Yeah, yeah, Although, yeah it's like, it doesn't get too... Because every time it starts getting a bit too long, they just cycle onto the next character, and they just yeah. you know, going and going. And, and every time... And, and to be honest, watching it, I was just mainly wanting... Because the one they used the least, I think, was Batman. But when they did use him, it was just pure fan service. You've got, like... He's in the Batwing. You've got the music, like the 89 soundtrack. You've got it going there. And he's like using all these gadgets. It's like really over the top. It's so good. And it's it's just Michael Keaton having a good time, man. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. Absolutely loving it. Um, and then you get into the crux of it, which ends up, you know, <laughs> Batman going like kamikaze, man, to take out this like spaceship. Yeah, because he gets shot down. And then he's like, oh, the eject seat's not working. First time ever. And he's yeah. like, oh, well, guess going to fly into this. And it ends up not doing anything after all. I was like, oh, shit, he, he actually died. Yeah, um, and it's like, whoa, like, what, what, like, I did not expect that whatsoever. That's the thing like, as shit. well. And then Supergirl is killed as well. It's like... Yeah, she literally, she literally, I mean, and this is my one chance to make a Metroid reference. She gets, this is the exact plot of Metroid Dread. Like, they just stab her in the chest, steal her DNA and leave. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> but then, Maybe. like... Like... <laughs> I don't know, and it's kind of like one of those things. I mean, we've sat here probably many times on this podcast, and every film goer, everyone that's anyone that's ever seen a film has sort of, sort of gone like, oh, oh, well, that's unrealistic. Oh, well, why does the hero never die? Oh, you know, you have these kind of devil's advocates, sarcastic, like, oh, well, that would never happen. 
happens a lot in Lord of the Rings, for example. But um, in this, it actually happens. You're like, whoa. And then no, Barry Allen the goes, thing. oh, okay, let's just reverse time then. Change yeah, that's the thing. I was like... And then they die again. And it's like, well, and then Michael Keaton gets a really sad death. He's like, well, it's like, I want to bring you back. He's like, you did bring me back. And then he dies and you're like, it's like really emotional all of a sudden. You're like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, as well. And this is the thing I was thinking. When I was watching this, I was like, about to, I was like mentally rolling my eyes. I was like, oh, they're going to use time travel back and they're going to yeah, fix yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like infinite tries. And then it's like, it stops working. And it's like, hang on a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this work. Exactly, because yeah. it could have so easily been really cringe, and that's what I was kind of expecting. But then I'm like, oh no, it's not. The only thing that was a little bit, um, I don't know, what's the exact word? Kind of embarrassing, I suppose, for Supergirl is like how many times you see her get stabbed in various ways, and it's just like boom, and then turns his head, boom again. You know, it's just like how many death scenes did she have to film? Yeah, it's like, not... quite an emotional thing for an actor to do, right? And it's like. You know, you're just getting like killed like over and over again. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a shame. <laughs> but still, here's yeah, a funny thing as well. This is also like, as like, well, Barry has to deal with his like fixer mentality kind of, because yeah. this whole thing just ends up being like a, a downward spiral. Um, and it comes to the point where this dark flash pops up. Yeah. It's like, who you dark see flash. earlier in the film, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's right. Because I was thinking, like, okay, so. Who's the Flash's villain apart from Boomerang? Well, you so have like, Reverse Flash, but this isn't Reverse Flash. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, 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 right. And I'm like, and because they do little like hints at it, and then it comes and confront, and then it turns out it's him, like a third Flash. And then it's like, whoa, you know. And then then you're getting into really like really interesting territory here. With, yeah, because like, he's like, you know, wow. he's spent. He's like, oh, I'm so close to fixing it. You know, he's like going insane. Basically, well, he is insane by this point. Yeah, he's like unfathomably old his suit yeah. has like turned some like purple crystal like mess carved in debris and stuff you know yeah and he's like well and he's stuck in a paradox because um yeah. uh flash the uh the flash that we start with created him but he's also the one thing that's stopping him from you know doing what he needs so mm. he can't kill him and he tries to kill him but then the younger Flash sacrifices himself, like, because they, they have, like, this conversation beforehand where it's like, you know, you have to give up, like, this world just simply dies, it's just that simple. Which, yeah. you know, I was like, that's actually quite a bold move, like, yeah. like you know, you just Stop, don't save the day in this case. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and he has to, you know, let, let like, they both effectively, he has to let his world go, he has to let his mum go as well. Yeah. Um, he has to let himself go, literally, like he, yep. watching yourself die, kind of twice in this case. Yeah, um, so it's yeah. just strange. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I can't fault the film for. It is, it does a lot of like new things in a in a genre that is like feels more and more timed by the year. Yeah, uh, for the most part, thanks yeah, to okay. certain studios. But um, <laughs> Yeah, the young one sacrificed himself for the uh, Barry regular, I guess in this case. And um, yeah, and then we get to the bit where I'm basically having a boner in the cinema because, okay, so let me read out the list of references we get here. Oh, this is ridiculous. The amount of references. You get like the worlds colliding, right? So you get like, okay, you get all these Supermen. So you get like the, 40, the 1940s, I assume, George Reeve Superman. You've got the Christopher Reeve Superman and Superwoman as well from his oh, like this is the insane four films movie. I think he did. Then you've got Nick Cage. Nick Cage's one man. You know I about was this, like, I assume, right? 
I was bamboozled because I was like, I know that's Nicolas Cage, but, no, but but when was he Superman? So then I went and looked it up, and it's like, no, that was Nick Cage. Like they actually, because that was he said in an interview. He says all sorts of stuff, doesn't he? And yeah. anyway, but he he, he was like, oh, one of his dream roles was to play Superman, and he's kind of finally done that. So but yeah, you, this is the thing. I don't know if you know this. This was t- meant to be. This is a film they spent like a hundred million or maybe two hundred million dollars on. In the early 2000s, I think it was Tim Burton's Superman with Nick right. Cage, yeah. and yeah. it never ended up being made. Superman Lives, I think, um, which you know we could do without. But it's so f- I was like, because I'd known about that, I was like incredulous as to the fact they had this there because he's like fighting some mm-hmm. giant robot spider or whatever. And I was like, he's here. Like you see yeah. everyone, and, like, that and, really- and best. I've saved the best till last. The best of all. And this is where I was just, I lost my shit. It's so great. You have like, just in the bottom right hand corner, you just have like Adam West, 1960s Batman running around. And you're like, oh, wow, they really went there. Like, they really did that. I'm just like, I I actually, I I do want to like have a little clap on the podcast first time, man. Just like hats off to whoever, whoever's idea that was. You're a legend. Thank you. I love you. That was just the best thing I've ever seen, man. I was like, yeah. they didn't have to do that, but they did it, man. Like, oh, I couldn't believe it, man. It's so good. So yeah, good. It's like the case of, this is like the, oh, honestly, this is probably going to end up being like one of the most guilty pleasure films, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. just for this reason. It's not because it's a flash film. No one cares about Ezra Miller. It's just so you can watch like <laughs> Batman memorabilia, like on a replay, you know. Amazing. Um, yeah, I, I, probably when I do rewatch this, I'll just skip the first half hour or so and just like get to Michael Keaton. You know, it's ah, oh, it's amazing. Not that the first half hour or anything is bad. It's just like oh, there's what I'm what I enjoyed most about this film was all this Batman stuff, which was great. Um, um, so yes, all that basically gets resolved. Um, Yes, but, but yeah, he has to go Ezra, back in time. Ezra Miller does just do one little thing. Well, actually, he goes back to see his mum. Oh, which is kind of like tragic, kind of. Yeah, he has to effectively like, let his mum die. Yeah, it hit a really emotional spot, and I was like, wow, you know, I, I wasn't like, you know, like on the verge of tears or anything, but I was oh, kind of like Terminator style, you know. Yeah, I was kind of like, whoa, 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 you know, like, damn, I wasn't, <laughs> you know, after the, everything that's happened in this movie, now you've got this really emotional moment, and you're like. It's really well done. You're like, oh wow, okay, didn't see that coming. Yeah, um, it's funny because he has to disguise himself as well. He's still got like the tags on, like the glass and everything. <laughs> like, yeah, and uh, but then he does, you know, he goes back because he take he has to take the can of tomatoes out of her trolley and then put it or the cart cart uh, with tomatoes as, as as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would say. Um, so he gets the can and he puts it on the shelf and then he kind of. Stops for a moment and then it cuts back to because yeah, like, he sees the CCTV camera and he's like, hang on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it cuts to the present day and then it's like, okay, it's the day of his father's uh, appeal, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this fresh evidence is here. And then you realize, like, okay. Oh, this is the see, thing. I yeah. was watching this and I was like, kind of annoyed because I was like, okay, yeah, he's getting his dad out of prison. But this is the, that would undermine the meaning of the film because it's all about like yeah. going back in time and changing stuff will have consequences. Yeah. And I was like, they just let him get away with this. But it turns out, oh yeah, this is all great. You know, his dad's go, his dad's gonna be free. 
you know, he's getting this date with this girl where he's being really awkward. And then he's like, oh, yeah, because this is all possible thanks to Bruce Wayne. Well, yeah, but before that, that happens, yeah. I just I just think it's really good the fact that, like, because you, you sat there and you're thinking, oh, the Flash is kind of lost, right? Like, he hasn't achieved anything here. He's learned a bit, but that's it. Um, but obviously he does just move the can from the middle shelf to the top shelf, so then his dad has to look up to reach it, and that is what gets him off. And I think yeah, that's yeah, a very... Yeah. That's a very tense because you know I I'm the number one critic for like uh, legal dramas. I hate them. I hate any film that finishes in a courtroom. Um, they're almost always cringe and just ridiculous. But yeah. in this case, I was like, wow, okay, that was actually really good. So it's like, okay, it yeah. wasn't all for nothing. There is a happy ending for him. And then yes, Henry, oh. take it away. Yeah, well, for starters, he gives like a terrible, like like a Joe Biden level, like quotes the press about spaghetti tomato <laughs> sauce yeah so it ends up moving to the top shelf and that's what changed everything and they were like right that made no sense so yeah he, he says like, oh yeah i got this date with this girl you know that's all great somehow despite the fact i'm like an actual incel and he's like you know he's like all right i'll get to meet bruce wayne you know like and thank him for all this stuff he calls him on the phone as well doesn't yeah, he? yeah yeah and like he, he he's like it's the same car he pulls up and, and I'm I was like, sat there waiting for Ben Affleck. I'm like, okay, no, no, like, uh, here's my not, Sigma moment now. It's coming. It's not. So it's, it's not. I I, I realised like, oh, it's a wisp of white hairs. This going to be Michael Keaton again? And then it's fucking George Clooney, man. I was like, I was like, I had like, I've never had so much like whiplash watching a film <laughs> ever. Like that's yeah. like, it's it's kind of funny because I was like, I hate seeing him, but at the same time, it's like it's a cruel joke, but they know like. They, they knew exactly what they were doing. What they were doing. <laughs> it's like he's like Ezra Miller's basically trapped in hell now, where George Clooney's Batman. Probably Gotham is like the most dangerous place to live in the world, you know, <laughs> like with how shitty their Arkham Asylum is. You remember, like it's basically made out of like paper. And I'm saying, you know, what would have been really funny. I mean, obviously it wouldn't have uh, worked because it would have been too obvious if he pulled up in that shitty like toy Batmobile like from the his yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. We had Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mister Freeze, or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, he's the trial man. I cannot believe they pulled George Clooney out of the bag. I that was, was somehow. Really... That was somehow. And, and they made, did like, it that well. Made, that made that made Nicolas Cage in this film look normal. Yeah. I was like. Yeah, literally, no, that was like, no. oh, that's a side issue now. I, I can't believe they did that. Um, and they did it so well. Like, uh, you know, it's just so such a great, like, like in-joke, basically. It's like a joke that everyone's in on, including George Clooney himself, who, like, <laughs> basically disowned that Batman, but, like, was refunding <laughs> people's tickets <laughs> yeah. to the premiere, the red carpet, out of his own pocket. And then just shamelessly walks up as Bruce Wayne at the end of this film. And you're it's, like, oh, wow. So I hate to see him, but I can respect that they... they that It's like them admitting, like, for their past mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. him, too. It's like... It's, I don't, I, I don't so think cool, it's going to lift so him... funny, like... Yeah, I don't think it's going to lift him any higher in our rankings, but we will. No, I, th I think... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, wow, what, 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 what an ending. Uh, well, there was a post-credit scene. Yeah, there was a post-credit scene. Was like did you watch and it? And he's trying to... Yeah, did you see it? No, I didn't. What happened? Well, there is a post-credit oh, scene. I was just, just reading from this George Clooney moment. I was like, wow. I was just yeah, walking. I was still reading. I was shaking my head, like, but in a good way, you know. <laughs> yeah, the post-credit scene is just him assuming the same... This world with George Clooney as Batman. He's trying to, like, find any useful superhero. Um, he's, like, found... <laughs> Aquaman, like, and he's like trashed after being in the pub. Um, okay. 
and he like falls asleep in a puddle um oh. and asks him to go get more beer you know and he's like you know my apartment's literally right there it's like across the street um and that's basically it to be honest that's how well, the... there is there is going to be an aquaman 2 right so whatever i didn't watch the first one so I, yeah i'm not gonna watch the second one probably so who yeah, cares? Exactly. yeah. but, but okay. that's basically the end of the film wow so, so what i'm a bit surprised just before we move on to the rankings I'm like curious now because last night you messaged me and said, "Okay, we're not talking about this until tomorrow." There's plenty of rants to happen. What were you going to rant about? Because no, as far as like, experience to me. Not in terms okay. of rants, but in in terms of just like the stuff. There's there's plenty to talk about, especially like the George. Like that was like right after I was thinking specifically about the George Clooney ending because I was just like, it's like having P. It's like imagine how I imagine PTSD to be when like you see like <laughs> like this. Thing yeah. is only associated with like a traumatic event, like watching Batman and Robin Man for how terrible that film was. Yeah, um, I was just like, I can't uh, believe they did that. Man. But but I've gotten I've gotten over it. I realized just how funny it is. So it's kind of okay. like okay, 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 yeah, 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 exactly. It's just like a really like well delivered joke, basically. Yeah, that's just like I think that's probably the biggest surprise of any film I think I've ever seen because I did not see that coming. Uh, well, in that sense, yeah, I'd probably have to agree with you. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's great to be fair, though. Yeah, and it's very like specific, though. You need to have had a back. That's why it's so amazing doing it on this specific podcast as well, because we've done all the Batman, we've reviewed all of them, we've ranked all of them. So we really are like the target audience for that joke as well. Yeah, not everyone will understand what's going on there. Yeah. And, in fact, imagine going to the Flash and you haven't seen Batman eighty nine or any of those films, and you're just like, oh, if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen Batman and Robin, then you'll be like, why is George Clooney here? Like, yeah, I feel really bad for the people who have, who won't understand that. Well, you know what it is. Now I forgive them for Batman and Robin because it's kind of worth it now for the payoff for that joke. <laughs> yeah. Watching that film, suffering through through that film, I should say was worth it because now you get to appreciate the joke from the flash if you don't have that then you just like, oh who's this guy you know it's like the guy from the coffee that is like <laughs> yeah I, I can't get over like just there's so many like layers to that joke in terms of just like yeah. there's so I, i've like like a, like an entire like cauldron's worth of emotions about that like yeah yeah, I yeah haven't yeah. resolved and probably will never resolve the rest of my life but anyway well, now we're going to resolve the rankings that was a great segue um so so we're going to rank each. Well, we've already ranked each actor who plays Batman. The list is uh, one: Robert Pattinson. Oh, so okay, we split them into separately: Batman's and Bruce Wayne's. So number one, Batman is in when he is Batman in his suit and everything. Is number one Robert Pattinson. Number two, Christian Bale. Three, Ben Affleck. Four, Michael Keaton. Five, Val Kilmer. Six, Adam West. Seven, George Clooney. Why do um, we Adam West below Val Kilmer? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. And I'm kind of slightly tempted to put Ben Affleck above Christian Bale as well. Uh, but I'm not sure. Hmm. I don't know. That's actually quite tough. Just to yeah. I think we just have to trust with what... Because obviously it's been a while since we came back to this. So I think we've just got to trust ourselves and leave it as it is. Hmm. So... Yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah, but still, I still think at least can we at least amend Adam West's spot because I don't think he deserves to be below Val Kilmer. All right, sure, let's do it. I'm I'm not complaining about that. 
Yeah. I'll kill my just, like, yeah, just for this, can we like move George Clean, like put an extra space like beneath him <laughs> last, you know, just for, just for fun. Well, actually we can, we do have a right for Adam West High because he was in this film technically yeah. in a way, so yeah. Uh, all right. The emotions that you feel. Uh, Bruce Wayne, number one, Ben Affleck, number two, Christian Bale, number three, Robert Pattinson, number four, Val Kilmer, number five, Michael Keaton, number six, Adam West, number seven, Charles Bruce Wayne, number eight, George Clooney. Yeah, Again, but... I'm wondering why Val Kilmer's fourth above Michael Keaton and Adam West. I think we could definitely move Michael Keaton higher. Yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, for this film, like, actually, because he's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. of Bruce Wayne that has, like, we've never seen before. <laughs> and yeah, he's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually almost slightly tempted to put him above Robert Pattinson, but... No, that's just, that's too insane. Yeah, say. a bit far. But, okay, Val Kilmer's going below Michael Keaton now, and below Adam West as well, as Bruce Wayne, I think so. yeah. Because all Val Kilmer does is like fire Jim Carrey, you know. So yeah. Yeah, literally. Yeah, he causes the entirety of that film. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so now four Michael Keaton, five Adam West, six Val Kilmer, seven Charles Bruce Wayne, eight George Clooney. Yeah. Nine um, Clooney. Now we've got a bunch of bat suits to rank. Now we have one ben new, Affleck's new one. Ben Affleck's new one and Michael Keaton's upgraded one, I think. I think it's the same suit actually. Yeah, so the current the ranking we've got is number one, um, the bat suit from the Batman. Two, the really cool trench coat one from the Nightmare, which Ben Affleck wears. Number three, the Dark Knight slash Dark Knight Rises sort of modified bat suit. Yeah. Um, uh, four, the Batflick cloth suit. That's kind of his main suit that he wears in yeah. Bat BVS and Zack Snyder Justice League. Uh, number five, we have the Batflick armor suit from BVS. Six, the Batsuit from Batman Begins. Seven, the Batsuit from Batman 89, which is, I guess, yeah, because Batman Begins is slightly upgraded from that one. So that's effectively the suit we see in this film. Hmm. Uh, number eight, the Val Kilmer suit. Number nine, Adam West. And number 10, George Clooney's nipples. So um, where are we going to put the blue and grey cloth suit? Because I thought that was really cool. Maybe just put it above his, like, other cloth suit. Yeah, I, I was thinking that. But maybe above the Dark Knight Rises suit? It's very it's, cool, to be fair. It is cool, but I think it's cool because it's kind of playing homage to Adam West and, and yeah, the, the, the comics of Batman, so maybe... Yeah, I think the main, the main problem with the... I think the main problem that we, we mentioned with the Dark Knight Rises is the fact he's, like, you can't... It's, like, the his, what you can see of yeah. his face is, like, strange. Yeah, he's got no. Yeah, just, yeah. There's the mouth hole is too small. But anyway, that's why the Batman suit is top. So okay, yeah. so the Batfleck Flash cloth suit, blue slash grey, is going in at uh, fourth. Mm-hmm. Batmobile. Um, we're not necessarily going to re-rank them, but I think it's just worth reading them out again. Uh, number one, the Batmobile from Batman '89, which is also in this film and also in Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the Batmobile from The Batman. Uh, number three is Batfleck's Batmobile. Number four is the Tumblr. Number five is the 1966 Batmobile. Number six is Val Kilmer's Batmobile. And number seven is George Clooney's Batmobile. Um, yeah, and whole, I'm still a bit pissed off that Tumblr is fourth above the 66 one. Can you just remind me why that's the case? Because that definitely wasn't my decision. Look, this <laughs> is because the scenes, the scenes that Tumblr is in are a lot cooler. And you don't have sped up footage of it. You know, I can say that much. Obviously, the other one looks cooler, but doesn't trump the actual, you know, all the stuff that, I mean, the fact the Batpod is literally inside of the Tumblr as well, that is also a bonus. 
There's a lot of cool stuff in that. I, I know, but the 60s Batmobile is so, like, classic. And, um, and it's, 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 I mean, I know you don't really see it in the movie, but in the TV series, it has so much to do. So uh, but, we won't rank the that, but we are ranking the movie. So, yeah. That's yeah, fine. as well, like, this is, you know, for, like, this is literally the same discussion. This is the, this is the same logic you use for putting the Vanquish above the Vantage in terms of the vast demands when we're ranking Bond cars. Oh, no, because the Vanquish just is a better car. In off screen and on screen, so you know. Well, whatever. Anyway, Alfred, Still. number one, Michael Caine, number two, Jeremy Irons, number three, Alan Napier, number four, Andy Serkis, number five, Michael Goff, number six, the random Alfred in Joker. Um, so yeah. obviously, okay. uh, by the way, the Batman with the Batmobile, sorry, the 89 one is staying in at number one, of course, because why else would they make such a big deal of, out of it in The Flash? But uh, yes, uh, Alfred's. I suppose Jeremy Irons stays at second, right? Yeah. It was he's, nice to see him. He doesn't really... He's not in it for much, but it's just refreshing. It's just nice, you know. Yep. Um, now, the theme song. So we have currently number one, the Batman 89 theme song, which we do kind of hear in this film a couple of times. Yeah. Well, but bits from the soundtrack anyway. Number two, the theme song from The Batman, which is... Da, 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 which is amazing. Yeah, Number three is Batflick's Batman theme song, which unfortunately we didn't hear in this. Yeah. But it's very cool and it's worth mentioning. Uh, number four is the Dark Knight Rises sort of trilogy, Hans Zimmer one, which is also... No, it's not Hans Zimmer. It's um, a different guy. Hans Zimmer did do the music for this, didn't he? So... Sorry? Hans Zimmer did the music for the trilogy, though. Actually, he didn't. He did the um, he did the music for the Dino and the Dino Rises, but I think he collaborated on Batman Begins with oh yeah uh, James Newton Howard. So yeah, it's like a really strange yeah. Kind of... um, and anyway, number five is the '66 Batman theme, which is like the classic one. And then number six, Henry. Oh yeah, you remember? No, this is like yeah, they should have. You know what? What would have made me like like jump out of like you know a window would, would have been if like they had that playing while like he popped up like while George yeah Clinton they brought back like, Robin or something man yeah 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 he's like you know like yeah. Robin played by, like a forty year old man or something like you know yeah like Aaron Paul or something yeah yeah exactly um, be like okay now we might have to cut this but. The Sigma moment. Now, I was really consciously trying to look for a Sigma moment in the Flash, but I just couldn't think of one. Could you? No, if I'm being honest. It's because well, we, we have just... to do it. It's like the trademark thing on this show. And I don't have the rankings in front of me, but by memory, I know for a fact we put Ben Affleck, I bought the bank at number one. Yeah. Number yeah. two I'm was uh, Christian Bale's, uh, like, I own this restaurant. Mind this hotel, yeah. Yeah, I'm buying this hotel, that's right. And then number three was I bought uh, uh I'm rich. Number four was again Christian Bell going, um like, yeah, I own this hotel, we'll put these tables together with Harvey Dent. And then below that was Jack Nicholson going, you know, uh, I didn't ask. And then you had lots of other random ones. Yeah, Viola yeah. Viola Davis as well or saying Oh like, yeah, Viola Davis, of course. So yeah, you yeah Arnold as well, like or something. saying he only has heart for his Bride or something. Um, there are some rubbish ones as well. But oh, there was one from the Batman. Uh, no, from Batman uh, Forever, where he goes like, "Oh, women" or something like that. As well, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it's just women. That was the bottom one. Okay, so now we remember what the bottom one was. 
we can put whatever we get from the flash below that. What was the one? F- yeah. Um, so what can we nominate? I seriously don't know. Uh, maybe just George Clooney is quite no, sick. What about, like, no, no, no. What about um, saying I have no friends like from Ezra Miller? Just like that lone That's sort of secret, life. is it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I'm struggling, man. Does Michael Keaton do anything? Really don't know. I don't think so. Nah, I, I kind of almost want to give it to Supergirl, actually. She's the most Sigma character in this, I but think. What does, she, what does she say? That uh, she, she has very few lines. Yeah. I don't really know, man. Not really. Doesn't really do anything. I mean, she ends up being killed every time anyway. So uh, we have to come up with something, though. Um, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What about General Zod saying the infant did not survive? Just like, I don't care. I just killed this kid. For, General Zod's like declaring war, like no matter what the guy was going to say. <laughs> yeah, probably, literally. I think we can go with that. Well, it's more chud, but still we'll give yeah, it to so General Yeah, we're Zod. taking this as a declaration of, of war, you know, for no <laughs> yeah. reason. All right, and then let's put that uh, at, hang on, let me just get this right. Because uh, there are 14 Sigma moments, so we can put this 13th above women. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do. Um... All right, and then finally we're going to rank the film. Yeah, this will be interesting. So, uh, if you're a fan of Heath Ledger and The Dark Knight, then uh, prepare to be horrified because our rankings are number one, The Batman, number two, The Dark Knight, number three, The Dark Knight Rises, number four, Batman, 1989, number five, Batman Begins, number six, Joker, number seven, Zack Snyder's Justice League, number eight, Batman vs. Superman, um, Ultimate Edition, Snyder Cut, whatever. Um uh, number nine, Batman Returns. Number ten, Batman the Movie, the ninety-six-six one. And number eleven, Suicide Squad. Number twelve, Batman Forever. And number thirteen, Batman and Robin. <laughs> right. Well, I can come out of the gate with probably a quite a controversial ranking. I'd probably put this above Zack Snow's Justice League. Ah, uh, yeah, I was kind of looking in that area as well. Because all so... of the ones, all of the ones below that, I don't really want to watch again. Like, well, you know what? I, we have to be fair now because I think the Flash, with, with all of these, right? I've seen almost all of these movies more than once, so it's this I can talk about their rewatch value. I mean, some of them have no rewatch value, of course. I mean, I was forced to watch Suicide Squad twice, um, <laughs> for example. But the the Flash, yeah, we don't really obviously know. will have rewatch value because I want to rewatch it. Um. So yeah, it is going that out. So definitely below the Joker. That's sort of the dotted line, I think. Um, and then there's another one below Batman Returns, I suppose. Yeah. So it's going somewhere. Seventh is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Eight is Batman vs Superman. Nine is Batman Returns. I oh, don't yeah, know, like, man. Like Returns. Batman Returns is really good. That was the one with Danny DeVito as the Penguin, right? Yeah, but you know, the Batman Returns. I've only really rewatched just to watch Christopher Walken. Yeah, he's in it as well, man. Come on, like. Yeah, he just pushed his employee out of a window, to be fair. Like, yeah, that was really good, man. Uh, yeah, he was in our Sigma ranking as well, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, but there's... Uh, it, it, actually, that... he's probably the only guy that's been in two separate franchises has like, risen to our Sigma quotes, because he's got one in Batman Returns, and he's also got one in A View to a Kill as Max Zorin. So, um... Yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't really, really want to re-watch Batman Returns unless I'm doing a marathon or something. So what about Batman vs Superman? 
I can't um, think Baron said, said she's got said, a buff back versus Supermatch looking at it. Can we do that? Can we retcon this? You want to put what do you want to do with Batman versus Batman returns above Batman v Superman? Yeah, I, I would go with that probably. Yeah, because Batman v Superman was like trash, man. I mean, it wasn't trash, but it had like, I mean, it was great because of Batman. It's a three-hour film based and, around and, um, five Jesse Eisenberg is, um, yeah. you know, yeah, just Look, like yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, like a, it's like a three-hour film with a director's cut based around a five-minute premise of a fight which isn't that satisfying. Yeah, and ends with Superman being killed, like in the yeah. second film because they want to kick catch up with Marvel for some reason, like. And no one cares, you know. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, and you also had Granny's, you know, jar of piss or whatever from. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, <laughs> the five five thousand takes at looking at that jar before it explodes. Yeah. Oh god. Um. All right. So. Okay. Well, we know the Flash is going above that. Zack Snyder's Justice League: Batman Returns, The Flash. Oh, it's hard to say. So Is you're pretty confident you put it above both of them. Yeah, because the Justice League, I I just, it's not like a whole thing of, oh, I don't like long films. But oh, it's yeah, just, but that was taking a piss. That's four that's, hours. It's a four-hour film, and the story's not even that interesting. Like, because, yeah. like, the, I don't know, Zack Snyder fans talk about it as if it's, like, you know, God's gift to humanity as a in film form, but it's just, like, it's extremely generic. But what I will say about Zack Snyder's Justice League, just to give it a bit of defense, is... I mean, the nightmare scene. That's the only thing I really love yeah, about Yeah, exactly. It. But that's like... The nightmare scene's like so good, man. But it's so, I it's think so what The Flash like... does best, it takes the best out of the Snyderverse and kind of builds on that, really. Yeah, it really, that's the thing. It but delivers on all, like, the kind of, all the trailer moments. Yeah. They're all yeah. there, and they're not for five seconds. That's like the best part of it. It's like... Unashamed, this is the thing. It's unashamedly, like... Objectively speaking, I guess you could say it's not like, you know, it's not an amazingly written film. It is carried, uh, it has a lot of stuff carrying it in terms of like, you know, it doesn't have to write the plot of, you know, Batman, uh, Man of Steel. You've already had Batman 89. It's like riding off of a lot, it's dining off the success of a lot of other films. Yeah, yeah, but, it does benefit from that. It, but it's like, you know, it's like when we rank some of the Bond films, which most people probably hate, like Octopussy, for example. It's just like something which, you unashamedly will just watch like just because it's so much fun that's true i think you made a good case there i think the flash kind of also makes it worth having seen all those films as well yeah true you know um yeah it somehow makes it it somehow gives you like some solace in terms of having watched um wasted two hours of my life watching um batman and robin yeah you know yeah exactly like it's all right i never thought a film would give me something like that you know yeah yeah that is high high praise indeed so <laughs> all right i'm sold the flash is going in at seventh so below joker and above Zack snyder's justice league and i'm not going to apologize for that and uh if you do have any qualms with any of our rankings then you're very welcome to go back and listen to our lengthy justifications of our opinions and then you can you know uh, abuse us in whatever foul depraved way you choose online on your platform of choice so yeah <laughs> yeah afterwards i'll be conducting an, an exclusive interview with ezra miller i'm uh, here with him he's in the next room if uh, you can see on youtube so yeah uh, um, definitely stay tuned for that because that's totally happening that's it yes so yeah I, I left the cinema with a very 
I was very impressed and very yeah. And again, obviously, strongly recommend it. Go yeah. watch it, enjoy it. It's not like I mean, it's not like what Tom Cruise said because he like there's like the yeah. story of him coming out the cinema saying yeah, it's the best superhero film. Yeah, he called them. Yeah, obviously, Tom Cruise, whatever, doing a bit of PR. But I mean, I have to preface all of this by saying we've given this film a lot of praise. I still gave it a seven out of ten on IMDb because that's. I feel give it six and I, a half, maybe. I couldn't give it an eight, and I couldn't give it a six. I think seven is just right. Maybe a little, maybe between in decimals, maybe seven point one or two. But it, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyable film. I will watch it again, and um, yeah, it's definitely surpassed all of my expectations. So yeah, well, which were rock bomb, which helps. Exactly. This also, bear in mind, this also has a slight helping that we'd see this in the cinema, which always elevates any film most of the time. Apart from um, the films, but still. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and that's true. And um, I think what's good about this film is because they kind of treat James Gunn anyway. I mean, we haven't even talked about him, but I think they kind of treat this film and one other, I think, Aquaman. I can't remember which one it is, but like as a yeah. soft reboot for the DCU, which I'm not really very invested in at all anymore. So as far as I'm concerned, this is a nice way to close the door on, you know, Ben Affleck, um, well, probably Esmer, Esmer Miller. <laughs> Unfortunately, Henry Cavill has hasn't had really a great send off. Um, Wonder Woman, you know, it kind of just says goodbye to all those people, closes off the Snyderverse, and um, now we can yeah. get on with fully investing in the Batman Two. Or, I mean, I don't know when our next episode will be. Of, uh, but it will, the next Batman film will probably be the Batman That's Two. Two years time, or, or three years time, maybe might pop up in. Um, the Joker sequel. Yeah, you're right. There's <laughs> that too. So, yeah. It's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So, until then, it's been a pleasure, Henry. I've really enjoyed this. So, uh, everyone, thanks for listening. And um, check out our other videos. And uh, thanks for thanks for joining. So, we'll be back next week. We'll be back on our Bond schedule with Skyfall. Uh, actually, no, Quantum of Souls is going to come out after this and then Skyfall. So, yes. So, look out for them. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.